of your hard day's work. Visit Ferguson.com to find a counter location near you. Welcome into the Morning Sports Desk on this Tuesday, the 17th of May. It's Tuesday. Twins Tuesday. To get our day started, we are or have moved on to the number 14 in Twins history. All right. 36 players have worn the number 14 in Twins Senators history. Who's the most recent twin to wear it? Uh, that would have to be Ken Herbeck, right? That, that's exactly right. As a matter of fact, the last time the number 14 was worn was in 1994. It goes back a long ways now. Yeah, almost uh, almost 30 years. Getting to 30 years. I thought maybe, just maybe, I love Ken Herbeck, but I thought maybe that was going to sneak through the ranks there a little bit and you're going to have to rack your brain and, and throw out some weird, like, oh, did Ron Coomer wear it in 1993 before he changed his number? You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, you, uh, you nailed it. Kent Herbeck. Um, Earl Batty wore it in 1960, the number 14. Um we hear a lot in the news right now about the name Elon Musk. Okay. You know, the Tesla guy, the SpaceX guy, the is he or isn't he going to buy Twitter? The, 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 I don't know. He's just a weird dude. Yeah. Anyway, I'd never heard the name Elon before Elon Musk. Okay. And apparently in Twin Senators history, there's a guy named Elon Hogsett who wore the number 14 in 1938. Elon Hogsett? Hogsett, yes, that's uh. exactly right. And most importantly, with the number 14, my favorite name thus far. Remember, we started at zero, double zero. We're all the way up to 14. We're 16 numbers into this. Okay. And we are finally to my favorite name in Twin Senators history. In 1931, wearing the number 14 was none other than Sad Sam Jones. <laughs> is that is he a baseball player? Is he like a blues country artist? Yes, yes he is. I just think he like on all the bus rides he was just in the back of the bus playing a harmonica. <laughs> so anyway, that's our little uh, Twins Tuesday for the day. Twins got another uh, nice little win last night, didn't they? Yes, they did. Chris Archer uh, is a little can be a little tough to watch sometimes, especially when that command isn't on. But he pitched fine through four innings. Luckily, Oakland is not good. Uh, who is good is Royce Lewis, who uh, got rally started in a couple different innings. He got a leadoff double to get the Twins' first run across, uh, and then also uh, got a single. Advanced on a bunt and ended up scoring on a Buxton single uh, to get the Twins their second run of the game. They end up winning 3-1. Uh, my just quick thing, my only takeaway is Carlos Correa is set to come back, as Rocco Baldelli said yesterday, as early as the end of the Oakland series, which means the Twins have to figure out if they're going to send Royce Lewis back down to AAA so he can get a bunch of time at shortstop and get a bunch of at-bats and all that, or if they feel like he's valuable enough to where he needs to stay on the big league team. I think he hasn't been lighting the world on fire. He hasn't been crushing the league. He's not going to run away with rookie of the year or anything. But I think he has been putting in good at-bats. He's been a nice guy at the bottom of the order to set guys up at the top. I think he's sneaky valuable to this Twins team. And I think they should at least ride it out maybe another week or two and just see see if he doesn't cool off at all. 
the question is, who do you put back down in AAA instead? Because Trevor Larnack is set to come back soon. They've got Kyle Garlick off the uh, 10-day injured list. Like, I know the, the Twins are polluted with outfielders. Um, but they right now sneaky don't have outfielders like, and they're just not rightly or wrongly gonna dump Gio or Shella quite yet and put Lewis at third for the time being. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like they, it can do you put him over at 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 first base? He Wh- I, where's the spot for him? I mean, Royce Lewis really has only played shortstop since coming back from. Uh, COVID, like not playing at all during COVID and then right. tearing his ACL. And before that, it was basically outfield and third base. I mean, he had like one start at second, but you're not moving Polanco. Uh, the only thing is if you commit to platooning him in a bunch of different spots, but that's the thing is, and like you said, you're not maybe, uh, you know, halfway through the year, you move him over for Urshela. Like you push away Urshela and put him in at third, but he's playing, Urshela's playing well enough right now, but I think, I think you can, justify sneaking in a couple extra starts at third for Royce Lewis more than he could at shortstop instead uh, over Carlos Correa just because he's so valuable, uh, Correa is. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough spot. And, and the the simple answer might just be to send him back down, get him to AAA. He got that nice taste. Let him keep that confidence and let him go. I just think he's been valuable enough to where just might as well see if it can help out the big league club. Because I totally agree, and I am always for getting guys up sooner than than necessary. And uh, he has shown he can clearly handle it, you know, after a few weeks, whatever it's been. Um, it does seem like he's going to go down. Now, what's going to be interesting and going to be really fun is he got a taste now. If he goes back down to AAA and just hits like 450 over the next month, you know, there's, he, he like, he saw it, he got that taste, he's, he's ready, mm-hmm. he's le- like, that happens, you see that with guys, they get a call up, they have to go sent back down because it's someone like Carlos Correa who's waiting to return, and then they go to AAA and they're just like, you will never send me back down here ever, ever, ever again. And, uh, I think that, is probably the most realistic expectation for him right now, don't you think? Yeah, I think that's the most likely path it's going, but we'll have to we'll have to see. The official announcement will be made later. The thing about baseball, it's a long season, and things just tend to work themselves out. Twins so. in Oakland play again tonight, eight o'clock pregame, with an eight forty first pitch on KWAD. All right, so here's a couple football related stories I wanted to put across uh, your mind here. Okay. Uh, so first of all. In quarterback news, you've probably heard of this already, but uh, the University of Oklahoma has a new recruit. He's a junior college transfer. Yes, I love him already. Uh, <laughs> I love him already. How uh, can you not, CJ? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how you. I don't know how you can't because the Oklahoma Sooners have a new QB, and uh, his name is General Booty. General Booty. That's not all, CJ. Do you know what his middle name is? Uh, I'll tell you, it's Axel. His name is General Axel Booty. General Booty. What is it General name, like a nickname or is that his actual birth name? You think? I will tell you everything you want to know about General Axel Booty because I am in sports love with him. <laughs> 
General Axel Booty is the nephew of former Vikings quarterback John David Booty. Remember how can, him? How can we forget? John David has a brother named Abram. Abram is the father of General Axel Booty, and Abram had a fascination and had always loved the military. So he just plucked a title from the military and decided, my last name's Booty. Is that stolen valor? I'm going to name my kid General. I, I mean, The I, only other thing he could have done that would have been more ridiculous, his name is Kid Major. <laughs> if he would have named his kid Major Booty, that's your, like, stop it, man. Stop. <laughs> what are you Major doing? Major Axel Booty? Major Axel Booty. Isn't that a great name? It's 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 perfect, and in uh, he better be awesome. By the way, so does that mean you're gonna? So does that mean you're gonna change one of your kids' names to uh to Corporal? Not a chance. Uh, how about uh, Colonel? No, no, no. Uh, Sergeant. No. All right. No, 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 no chance on any uh, military names, even a little bit. Um, I don't like. It's a good. It's a good name for for General Booty. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a perfect name, as a matter of fact, for General Booty. It it works. It just it it just fits like a glove, or fits like a, a nice pair of blue jeans. Now, I, know. <laughs> uh, I will say though, um, speaking of of those kinds of names, I have a cousin whose middle name is Major. Okay. Um, my uncle, allegedly, the story goes, just always really really liked that name. And my aunt, who is my mom's sister, was like, I get it. It's, it cannot be his first name. <laughs> it was just one of those. Like, yeah. so it's his middle name. Yeah. Major is his middle name. It's a cool name. Um, he doesn't know I'm telling, I, I haven't gotten his permission to tell the story. Middle names so, are a great place to stash. Those so I'm not going to say his full name, but it's a great, it's like just a cool, it, it sounds cool. Yeah. Um, it would have been weird as a first name. I agree with my aunt. General, like, be Axel General Booty. You yeah. know what I mean? That makes a little, that I like the, but whatever, General Booty is, I I mean this delicately. You better be a badass at playing quarterback if your name is General Booty. Or a good one, you know? You know what I mean? You know. Like, you better be awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's a cool, there's a few names like Johnny Flynn. Remember Johnny Flynn played with the Timberwolves? Like if your name is Johnny Flynn, you better show up to every place looking like I've got a tailored suit. Yeah. It's just a cool sounding, it rolls off the sounding name. Now I don't know what you show up in if your name is General Booty, like a rugby shirt and some faded Levi's. I don't know. You know, I don't know what the move is there. You show up wearing like a military uniform, like for a shirt, and then you just wear like a very low 1970s pair of shorts. Right. You know, like you see football players every once in a while. Their last name is like Hammer. If your last name is Hammer, you better not be a weak hitting free safety. Yeah. You better kill people. You better not be a wide receiver. You better be flying out there taking heads yes. off. If your name is General Booty, you better take charge in the huddle. <laughs> <laughs> if your name is General Booty, you better figure out how to play from behind. Uh, anyway, uh, so touche. Last core, last thing about quarterback news, and then we'll wrap it up. Yes. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, is uh, trying to get off on the right foot with his uh, new team, the Cleveland Browns, of course, after leaving Houston due to allegations of sexual misconduct. That's and, a nice way to put it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to put it bluntly for That's the kind of professional people. way to put it. We're going to put it very innocently for the people listening on the radio. Uh, and uh, so he's treating his teammates to a trip to the Bahamas this weekend. Yes. Taking them all out there. Uh, of course, with all the money he's making, that doesn't hurt him in the uh, pocketbook at all. Uh, he could potentially be suspended for the entire 2020 season. Uh, the Browns hope that it does not happen, but they do have a surprising contingency plan if it does. Sucking. Yeah, it's a uh, good idea. Uh, other than that, uh, Deshaun Watson, hopefully that trip uh, down to the Bahamas doesn't end with a... Uh, with a uh, uh, there's some there's a masseuse joke in there somewhere. That dude, uh, uh, that dude sucks. I don't, yeah, he's I not don't, a good dude. I don't, I don't know what really else there is for it. He's probably going to be awesome whenever he's allowed to play again because he was really, really good the last time he played. Um, it's probably going to be a really good fit for Cleveland when he can play again. Cleveland was very, very close. Deshaun Watson is very, very good. Things will probably turn out copacetic, and and we're going to forget everything. And there's about 38 women who will not. Yeah. And uh, they're they're not wrong. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's finish this up quick. You had one thing you wanted to touch on. So uh, uh, Patrick Beverly, Timberwolves clown show guy, with all due respect, I mean that. He's our the, clown. I love him. In the most sincere way possible. He went on to ESPN and absolutely trolled Phoenix and Chris Paul. I'm going to leave this question and then bounce for you to answer this question. Uh, I want to know, what did he do wrong? What did he say wrong when he went on ESPN and did that? But what did he get right in that process all along the way? Feel free to fill in the in the blanks. I'm out of here. All right. So, yeah, it's an interesting take because definitely Chris Paul, uh, Chris Paul and Patrick Beverly have some beef. Chris Paul, of course, the point guard for Phoenix, who was the one seed and got upset by the Dallas Mavericks on Sunday night and, uh, yeah, they, they're, they're done. They were eliminated. So, uh, Patrick Beverly went on ESPN yesterday morning and also on Twitter Sunday and just ripped, uh, mainly Chris Paul. It was mainly going after Chris Paul, not so much the Suns. Uh, but what Chris Paul or what uh, Patrick Beverly got right is the fact of like, we maybe hyped up Chris Paul a little bit too much. Uh, in saying like he's not a top 10 point guard all time. There's so many other point guards in the history of the NBA who at least have rings and a lot more, uh, notoriety than Chris Paul. To be said though, Chris Paul is still a great player. Uh, what I think Patrick Beverly got wrong is I think, uh, airing out some laundry that, uh, maybe wasn't his to tell. He dropped, I think, Paul George's name as somebody who's trashed Chris Paul or at least behind the scenes. And that I think is probably where he crossed the line was taking his beef and now trying to bring other people into it. Uh, that was a little weird uh ultimately though it's really interesting to see uh nba beef is really weird you know beef uh feuding uh whatever you want to title it a fighting drama uh pettiness i don't know whatever uh either way it's really fun to see because it's about basketball and and one of the biggest things about sports radio that you hear sports personalities talk about all the time they can sit there and they can talk about whatever they want and at the end of the day it doesn't really matter because you're talking about a game and that's what the fun part about this beef is is because it's really innocent. Uh, it's just playing basketball. So uh, I don't know. I think Patrick Beverly got some stuff right by basically saying that we've probably elevated Chris Paul a little bit too much and uh, that Phoenix was ripe for the picking because uh, him and Anthony Edwards said when they would play Phoenix during the regular season, they acted a little too high and mighty for a team that uh, only – 
made the playoffs the last two seasons. Uh, right, granted they had a finals appearance, but, uh, I think basically they said they were on their high horse a little bit, and I don't think Patrick Beverly is, uh, that upset to see them fall down. Alright, this has been the morning sports desk for Tuesday, the 17th of May.